Welcome to the Diversity at Work podcast, where we unpack what it's really going to take to close the gender gap in the workplace. Here is your host, leadership coach and diversity consultant, Andrea Jansen. Hi, Ryan. Thank you so much for coming on the Diversity at Work podcast. So first off, I want you to introduce yourself and tell everybody listening what you do. Thanks, Andrea. It's great to be here. It's a real honor. Um, it's um, it's a great topic, and uh, what I do is uh, with this topic. What's the topic? I'm, the topic. <laughs> we're going to talk about diversity, unconscious bias. Yes. And we're going to talk about um, unconscious bias and how it impacts our helping relationships primarily, and how it impacts our relationships at work. Yes. So. Um, I'm an executive coach. I've come to uh, coaching in the last probably four or five years uh, after a lot of years experience in helping professions as a, as a clergy person and a, a therapist and an HR professional. Um, coaching, I think, has been a part of my MO all along in terms of how I work with people. Uh, and uh, several years ago, I was asked whether I had actually some kind of formal training in coaching. And while I did have some, I didn't have a whole lot of formal training. So I, I got into that, and um, it's really kind of brought together the last 40 years or so of my own education, thinking, and personal growth into kind of one method of working with people from a coaching perspective. So when you so, work with people from a coaching perspective, what does that mean? Well, for me, that means that I am the guide or the person who asks questions in a safe space. And um, the client, the other individual in the room or the group of people in the room are the uh, experts in themselves. And my goal is to um, be with them in such a way that they can figure that out for themselves rather than telling them, advising them, coddling them or whatever. Okay, so you're helping people kind of feel, re- make decisions for themselves based on their own capabilities. So how did the topic of unconscious bias get entered into the equation? Because yeah. that's a loaded one. That's a loaded one. So um, it, it came to me from a perspective of um, cultural competence in coaching. And um, I started to think about this from a coaching perspective, which is not, the whole question of bias and how I interpreted things is not a new concept to me, but it was certainly something that I started to think about in a new way from a a coaching perspective. So as I was starting to look at myself with this, the topic came up that, so what is it that I'm thinking, perceiving, believing about myself and about others, consciously and unconsciously, that impact that relationship with people. So it was about and yourself first, right? It, like it recognizing was, it. was it. about me recognizing that I have a limited, can have limited beliefs that limit my ability to be present to people. Okay. That's the, that's the whole point. That's the whole thing for me. And so then when it, once I started to think about it that way, then I began to get this kind of emotional and visceral reaction to things that I was hearing and seeing okay, and, so what's, and listening. So tell me one story so, about that. Um, well, I can tell you a story that happened this morning Okay. that 
is a repeat of a story that's happened more time and many times over the over the years. Uh, this morning, with the Women's World Cup of Soccer coming, there was a piece on CBC Radio about women's soccer and about the inequities between women's soccer and men's soccer and the talent of people and the money that's put into it and so on. And what I was what I was hearing was women speaking about this perspective this perspective no there was not a man's voice on the whole program so when i when i was listening to this this morning i was reminded once again of the fact that this inequity is my problem as a male that i need to be able to be ready to look at and i need to be able to break down whatever i think whether i'm aware of it or not in terms of how does that impact how I what I believe about, in this case, professional sports, with men men versus <laughs> versus women, which is not my world, but it is a an example of how I think that way. Because inequality yeah. in the workplace is happening, right? Right, and the change I think change is going to come when the people that hold the power change. And in many places, the people that hold the power are males. Okay. That's the, that's the real key point. I think that's where change is going to come. So you had this realization that as a white male, yeah. you there's these perceptions, and we're talking about gender today, but by, yeah. they're biased on everything. Yeah. Um, and you realized that you needed to step it up and start talking about this. Yeah, let's, t- let's open this conversation and see things differently. And what does it, what does it, create for us and so from a from a taking taking it to a coaching perspective or a coaching relationship if i'm not aware that if i'm coaching somebody who's younger than me older than me different gender different race then um if i'm not aware of the fact that that person might be experiencing something about me perceiving something about me yeah that uh, that may be getting in the way to them feeling safe and comfortable, then um, we're missing something in that in that opportunity that's there. Because as a coach, I want to create that atmosphere of safety and presence, and that can only come from being open to what's going on. And that creates some self-awareness. So in that relationship, I start to ask the questions, um, you know, what is it, how is it that I can, can uh, what do you need to know about me that we can talk about that, that will help you talk more freely? What, what will be, how, how, what are some of the questions that I can ask you that nobody else is asking you? What are some of the things that, that um, uh, or, or what are some of the ways that you would like me to respond that would offer you an opportunity to, to find out something about yourself? And move it forward, move it, just to, to change the platform from I'm the person of power, the other person is the person to come to get some help, mm-hmm. to let's just, let's just have a dialogue here that is between two people with different roles, yet with, um, um, yet, and for different roles for a different purpose, yet both here for the growth of you as the client. Okay. Yeah, that's that's it. So it's breaking down all those th- those thinking patterns that I have that might be for, as a coach. It's breaking down those thinking patterns that I have that potentially could get in the way of that. Okay. So it sounds like 
this is something you're passionate about and you started with yourself, like developing mm. yourself, managing your own thoughts, looking at your own bias mm-hmm. and then extending that to your clients. Yes. So how is it going so far? Um, I would say so far when I, I seek opportunity. So one of the, so let me just put back, rewind here a little bit. Um, I take part in a, in a peer coaching, an international peer, reciprocal peer coaching program, which is fantastic. And I intentionally try to get myself paired up with somebody who doesn't look like me, uh, is from a different country, has different background in terms of coach training, and um, typically is a different, different gender. And, part, and, and I say to them, part of why I want to do this in the profile is because I want to learn about diversities of experience. So when that... This people, is a truth bomb. Okay, let's when, rewind. So it's like you're seeking out the diversity. Like okay. you're recognizing that there is something to learn from people that are different than you. And when I can choose, choose or create options for myself to engage in conversations with people who are different than me, I look for it. I do it. I do it. And I make sure at the beginning of that relationship, which is generally a time timed kind of relationship, that I ask, I, I say, this is why I'm doing this. Because we say, why are you doing this thing, right? This mm-hmm. pure coaching thing. And I say, this is why I'm doing it. And without um, an exception, the person that I'm working with, who's another coach, has welcomed that opportunity for me to experiment in a different space about myself as their coach and be a coach at the same time. So that's how that's so when that um, so you've asked how is it working? Yeah. That piece is working really, really well. The other side of it is that often, and this is an important point, often people who come for coaching, who are um, provided coaching arrangements by their organizations or so on, um, are, they look a lot like me, though the, most of them are a bit younger. <laughs> they look a lot <laughs> like me, right? So, so, um, the, so, they, so there's not as much opportunity in organizations that are sponsoring coaching, paying for it, which tells me another thing, that the coaching is generally given, provided for somebody on a leadership track. So where's the diversity in the leadership track? Okay. So that's a, that's a, that's a, that's another kind of question that comes up that 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 I become aware of as I've worked through this. So it's almost so, like the bias is like perpetuating the sameness, right? So it's like who's on the leadership track is usually male. Like if we look at the numbers, it's yeah, mostly men, yeah. and who is getting the coaching to accelerate them onto the leadership track is those people that are already there. So. It's making it really hard for us to change things because we're not accelerating those diverse candidates. That's right. So um, the other approach that I've started to take is to do some work with leadership groups and organizations. So um, recently I uh, started a series of uh, workshops on uh, cultural sensitivity and unconscious bias. And, and the beauty of this with this local, it's a national company, but their local offices, is they want to start the conversation, which is the right place to be. Yes. It's not have the conversation, it's start the start. conversation. So let's kind of go back a little bit and yeah. rewind a bit and just explain. 
explain what unconscious bias I, is. Because yeah. I know it's a buzzword. People talk about it a lot, but sometimes I think I'm not even sure what it really is. So yeah, can yeah. you explain so, it? So the so let me let me let me get let me take a look here. Let me make sure because because it's a, it's an excellent question. Unconscious biases are the preferences that we have and that we live by that we're not aware of. Okay, so let me give you an example. For many years, I had, um, uh, I have a, well, I have a bias for education. I've been privileged to have a lot of education. And um, it, it has certainly been beneficial to me. And there was a time when I believed unconsciously that everybody had that opportunity, which is not true. Not everybody has the opportunity. The role modeling in family, the ability to get financial support, the um, work life that allowed it to happen part-time, and so on. Right. So um, if I operate out of that and believe that everybody has this, my opportunity to have education, then I'm unconsciously believing something that's really not true. So why shouldn't you go get an education? What's wrong with just going to do your master's degree? And the truth is, is that it's not even in the realm of possibilities for many people. Financially, support-wise, whatever. So it sounds like you were yeah. able, so this story, so it's like just the way your life is, it sounds like. You just unconsciously think everybody else's life is like that. And the way you do things, the way that you were brought up, that's the way other people have. And the opportunities that you have, everybody else has those opportunities. So did you find yourself feeling like a little bit negatively towards people that weren't educated? Not consciously. No, not consciously. Um, I may have put that across. That's certainly a possibility, which I don't know. I don't it's unconscious, I, right? You have no idea. I have no idea that that would be yeah. the case. I, 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 I know that I uh, was attracted to and wanted to be with people who I could have kind of educated conversations about that we could talk about similar topics. Okay. Which so implies, it, yes. implies something, right? So I know that. I know so that. So it's like yeah. our natural tendency is to find people that are like us. That's right. Engage in conversation with people that are like us. Put ourselves in community with people who are like us. That's right. Because it's comfortable. It's easy to talk about it. You are already in the groove. You kind of have already these shared norms and values mm -hmm. that it makes the relationship easy. It makes it easier and we're not aware of why it is easier. It just is. So it's like, it oh, is. I like hanging out with these people. So I hang out with these people more. And so at work, it's like... I'm making a team to build a project, yeah. and I like these people because we work really well together. Right. So I'm just going to keep bringing those same people and create my team that way right. versus what's the alternative? Well, the alternative is to uh, look at what's limiting what's limiting ourselves in our own way of thinking, of seeing the world, and our own perspective. I, uh, For instance, I... Um, showed a, a picture at a workshop recently of a crowded parking lot and a car parked diagonally across two parking spaces, taking up two spark parking spaces. 
Um, what do you think? What What do you feel when you see that? Jerk. <laughs> okay. So, so the the brainstorm on what that or the or the the reflection on the pondering went from jerk to doesn't know how to drive to a senior citizen who can't see correctly. Thought it was diagonal parking and it wasn't diagonal parking. Um, all the way to down all the whole bunch of negative reasons or ex- judgmental reasons or excuses to they were in an emer- had an emergency they were taking their spouse to the hospital and oh. they didn't pay attention to the parking i and the truth is it went from heavily judgmental to incredibly sympathetic and empathetic so it's like under you- and understanding but it took 5 minutes for the group to get yes. there and we don't waste, we don't spend five minutes making decisions every day. We make those decisions quickly. As soon as I saw that picture, I said, that's it. That's going to provoke conversation. As soon as I told you about that scenario, I don't know whether that jerk was the first thing you yeah, thought of. Yeah, the first it was, thing. <laughs> but, but it's a pretty normal reaction. And we can't say the word jerk without having a visceral re- response. Yeah, so we already have a negative perception about those people that were driving that car. Already. Already, and um, and so the unconscious biases or the explicit or the conscious biases are the things that we judge people from, are the perspectives that we judge people from. So, well, let's let's back up the truck a bit. Back so, it up again. Conscious so, versus unconscious. Let's explain yeah. that. So, what is conscious bias and bias stereotypes? That's the same word. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, you know, it's it's a it's a belief that we have that um, we we operate by that that is very uh, we're very aware of the the typical ones that come up all the time is that millennials are lazy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Anybody over the age of fifty five doesn't know much about what it's like to grow up. Um, you know, or old people are really wise. Or young people are not that smart. Yeah, okay. <laughs> not that experienced, yeah. right? Or um, and we own that. We're you're okay. You're like, oh, they're young. They're not smart, and that's and oh, we we know we're making that assumption. That's and a, we're okay so that's with it. Conscious. That's conscious. It's conscious, but it's limiting. Yeah. So the 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 goal here is to say, if that's the only way you're looking at it, or or if you look at this at, at this millennial from a different perspective. What could you find out? What could change in the way you perceive people? So that's com- overcoming it. That's that's making the change, and that's where uh, the the coaching conversation would come in, and that's the ch- that's the challenging conversations about what 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 um, what we're talking about here. So the important thing about our biases is that they limit us, and when we become conscious of it. We have a chance to say, okay, what other ways we can think about this when we're not conscious of it? For me, I've been, again, very privileged to have people that say to me, what were you thinking when you were doing that? Like, well, what was going on inside you when you were doing that? Which allowed that unconscious bias to come to fruition, mm-hmm. come to awareness, become conscious. You know, I've been fortunate, fortunate of course, to have the folks like that around. Yeah. So how do you, if you are, if you don't have, if you have coaching 
um, you can have someone in your life that you're comfortable calling you out on it, asking you that question, like, mm -hmm. what were you thinking? What was going through your mind? And giving you that, creating that space for you to explore. But if somebody doesn't have that, what can they do to start just recognizing this in themselves? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a really super important question. Um, curiosity is kind of the word that would come to mind for me. So, so what I ask people to do um, is to listen differently. So listen to what we hear on the radio. Listen to the lyrics of songs. What, 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 what did, when we listen below the surface, what are the, what are the things that, are, that, we, that they're saying? And then what do you think about that? Be curious about your own thoughts and feelings around whatever you're hearing. And, and, and um, wonder about what's going on for people outside of ourselves. So it's about being curious. It's about being, um, um, trying to become more aware. It's about asking questions about what we're experiencing that might be different. Is there another way of looking at this? I, I, I always say this about, you know, when I used to have to put up Christmas lights, you know, it always took a couple tries because I had the plugs backwards. Then I realized, okay, so let's just look at this from the other side of the steps and see what happens. And, and the problem was always resolved when I looked at it from another angle. And that's exactly what, what I think we need to be encouraging people to do. And so I think there's, um, there's no shortage of opportunity for us to be inundated or, be, or be, be, um, to reflect on what we're hearing, seeing, experiencing, and working towards understanding what that means for us and how we believe, what we believe the world to be. Instead of pointing out unconscious bias in other people, because I think that could be really destructive, yep. it's the opportunity for someone to step up and recognize their own bias and share the story about how they were able to kind of overcome it or get better at their job because they were able to recognize their own bias. That makes people hold up the mirror to themselves. So in a group of people at a workplace, in, in, in experiences that I've had with a group of people, it's about the storytelling and the sharing in a safe place. And somebody's being vulnerable with this and it's happening. In one-on-one -on -one coaching, it's about asking the questions of perspective and deepening of what a person means by something. Again, it's not about, to your point, it's not about pointing out unconscious bias. It's about saying, is there, are there other ways to think about this? Are there, you know, where, you, where, would, where might you be coming from with that perspective on okay. life? So I guess the takeaway yeah. for people is to just really ask the question. Uh, to get into that zone of curiosity, it's about just asking the question. What other ways could we do it? What is What perceptions do we have about this? What about our assumptions are limiting us? Those kind of questions. Those kinds of questions are, are very powerful in a coaching conversation and respectful listening and holding people in... A safe space is what can happen in organizations. And leaders need to be asked those questions. What other perceptions or what other questions we could ask? You could you be asking about this particular question? And how can you create and feel safe yourself and create safety to 
get out of our heads and into the lived experience of people. Because the lived experience of people will is where our unconscious biases and our biases come from. Okay, so if people are like, okay, I want to start learning about this, what is the best first step for somebody to take? That's an employee at a big company. What's an the best employee first at a big step? company. Um, well, I suppose it depends on the company, but I would, I would, I think I just suggest um, there's there's all kinds of of you know there's podcasts there's 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 books to read there's there's um, um, kind of very good strong empirical evidence around um, how how this actually works. So the first step would be to ask the question, what is it about me that what is it about how I see the world that's limiting myself and my impact and how can I get more informed about this? And it might be talking to people directly. It might be reading and researching. For me, certainly, it's asking people that I trust to call me on things. Right? So asking people asking, to call you asking on things. Asking people to call me on things, right? I love Not that. that I like it, Yeah. but... It works. But you've made this as a, a goal, right? To really work on this, make this That's a focus right. of your personal growth. And so you're building up a team around you to help you do to it. To find allies in this, uh, which is super important. And this whole question about um, how, am I, how am I seeing the world today? And what other ways can I, could I see the world that might bring something different to my perspective, bring something different to what's going on today? Okay. And what yeah. about a company? So if there's someone in a company... And they're like, you know, I want to do something as an organization. Where, what's the best thing for a company to do to get well, started? Well, I think I think the best thing there's there has to be a will to change, and 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 companies and people need to have a, a will to change themselves. So I really think that it's it's starting that conversation. It's it's um, having experiences. Um, and as simple and as mundane and as crazy as this might sound for its, its kind of ineffectiveness, just having a multicultural food day and get people to talk about their food and where it comes from and what it means to them. Huge impact. And then get people to talk about what it's like to have grown up in India. Okay, and I love so, this. You know, so. you know, I mean, it's, it's, it, it's, it's creating... A place where differences can be recognized and celebrated. I think that's the bottom line. Okay, so before doing all the numbers, before making a report, making a 200-page PowerPoint deck, it's really about just let's celebrate diversity let's, and get curious. Let's talk to each and other. talk to each other. I love it. Let's, so just, just, let's just talk about it. Let's just talk about it. I love it. Let's yeah. just get started. Because... because um, it does open up new awareness. And I've seen this in every group I've asked that question. What about, what? tell us one thing about yourself that nobody here knows. It has changed the dynamic in the group. That's awesome. Because people say the most, what well, they either say the most, powerful, vulnerable things, or they say the most innocuous things, but it changes the dynamic. And it's fascinating 
how it happens. And so already the level of interaction and awareness is different. And thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us today. If anyone is interested in getting in touch with Brian, you can visit his website. It is brianduggancoach.com. That's B-R-I-A-N-D-U-G-G-A-N-C-O-A-C-H.com. And you can also buy his brand new book. It is called Coaching from the Inside Out, and it is available on Indigo and Amazon. And if you're listening to this podcast and you like it, uh, take a minute right now to hit subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. And And if you want to show me some love, I would love to have a review that helps people learn more about the podcast and helps me to keep going and creating content for you to listen to. So thank you so much and have a fantastic day.